Just a good old-fashioned win for the Sixers on Sunday night against Washington with some Montrez Herald, Joel Embiid drama as an appetizer. Plus, Furkan Korkmaz finally breaks out of his slump and Joel Embiid joins the 7,000 points club. That's right now on Locked On Sixers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Sixers. I am your host, Serena Winters, former Sixers sideline reporter, serving up content to Sixers fans. Don't forget to follow, like, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow me on Twitter at Serena Winters. We truly appreciate you for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. It's showtime, baby! The Sixers beat the Washington Wizards 117-96, to and look, this was just a solid, solid win by this group. These are the types of wins that you want a blowout win like this against another undermanned team. This is what you're looking for if you're a Sixers fan. And it feels like the Sixers haven't had that in a while. I mean, what was it? Maybe against Denver and something like mid-November they had a win like this? I mean, you want a game where the Sixers can put all the bench guys out there. Clear the bench, right? And the Sixers had that against Washington. I mean, that was really my biggest takeaway from this game. And Joel Embiid, once again, has a great performance from start to finish in this one. He got the Sixers going, and he also got to 7,000 career points with the 76ers. It just took him 282 games. There is only one 76er to do it in fewer games. I bet you can guess who it is. Because when we talk about the only other 76er that is usually in the category of doing something any better than Joel Embiid, his name is Wilt Chamberlain, who had it with 253. But still a great feat for Joel Embiid, 7,000 career points all time with the 76ers. And I loved what he said post-game about it. He joked that hey, he wished that he's been healthy all of his career because then maybe he would have 20,000 points by this time. He also said, though, you know, his goal is just to win a championship. So congrats to Joel Embiid on yet another milestone. Now, speaking of Joe, how good was it to see him get into Montrez Harrell's head? I mean, it's just one of my favorite things. If you're a Sixers fan, you love to see that Joel Embiid, that troll Embiid. It is so good to see him in that space, getting into another player's space and without getting in trouble, right? I mean, there's some times where Embiid can go overboard, get teed up, and that can potentially hurt him in the end. But against Washington, Joel just knew what to do against Harrell. I mean, third quarter, Joel knocks down Trez with his shoulder making a move at the rack, and then Harold gets back up, hits Joe back with a tough foul, and then some, let's just call them extracurriculars, they commence, and the refs 
their their call was the initial call was a common foul on Harrell and then double technicals on him and Embiid. But that is not where this escalated. Where this escalated was the next Sixers possession. Joel Embiid with some force just making a move inside on Trez who picks up the foul, much to Joe's delight, who then screams and one and heads to the line. And you knew as soon as Joel was heading to the line that there was going to be trouble because Trez gets pissed in the process and shoves Joe just enough for the refs to see at what happens, Harrell gets tossed. This is just classic Joel Embiid. I mean, classic Joe. It's so amazing to me that he has done this so many times in the NBA and guys still fall for it. He is so good at the emotion side of the game when he is tapped in, when he is locked in. And he was against Montrez. He really was. And Joel Embiid was asked about it in the post-game press conference. And he said, and I quote, I wouldn't say I baited him into that, talking about that second tech, but I like to think that I'm a troll. I like to think I kind of made him get out of his comfort zone and that got him kicked out. So look, we know that Joel takes pride in being able to get into someone else's headspace and he did that and it's fun to see. It just is, especially when the Sixers get a win on the other side. Before we get into the actual game, I've got to mention Tobias Harris in this one. He was solid. I mean, just physical, overpowering guys, you know, scoring in different ways. He finished with 23 points on 10 of 16 shooting, seven rebounds. I mean, Seth Curry even got him going in some pick and roll action. So great Tobias Harris game. And Furkan Korkmaz, finally out of his slump. He is knocking down shots again, Sixers fans. He's doing it. I mean, I think last time I was saying he couldn't, you know, find the ocean hitting a shot, but our throat in the ocean, but he sure did against Washington. It's really good to see Furcon get out of it. And he said something funny about why he thought that this was going to be the game that he would get out of his slump. We'll tell you about that later. But first, let me tell you about Truebill. Who else has gone into their bank account and suddenly noticed a monthly charge that they hadn't been noticing the past couple of months? Maybe it didn't seem like it was all that much, but when you add it up month by month, it really gets you. And that is where Truebill comes in because Truebill is an app that can help you take care of that. I mean, did you ever wonder why free trials just renew without your consent? Well, I'm sure you probably do realize it now. I mean, it's just a business scam. It's out to get you. So don't let greedy corporations pocket your money. Download Truebill to take control of your subscriptions. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. And listen to this. On average, people save up to $720 a year with Truebill. I mean, what are you going to do with that extra money? So because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, 
That's where Truebill comes in. You've got to try them. Don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. Go right now. Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. It could save you thousands a year. That's Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. Thanks for making Locked On Sixers your first listen every day. For your next listen, how about you checked out the Locked On Now podcast, nightly recaps of every game with analysis from our local experts. Listen to Locked On Now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or watch it on the Locked On NBA YouTube channel. All right, back to Sixers Wizards talk. For this game, remember, there was no Andre Drummond, no Shake Milton, no Danny Green, all in health and safety protocols, but... George Niang was back for this one, and the Sixers once again had Tyrese Maxey. Hey, shout out Tyrese Maxey, who had his home burned down over the weekend. Um, Just our thoughts go out to him and his family dealing with that, how tough that must be. And the fact that he was able to come back and play on Sunday night is pretty incredible because I can only imagine how emotionally tough that's got to be to deal with. But back to the Sixers-Wizards game. For Washington, there was no Bradley Beal, no Contavious Caldwell-Pope, or Howell Neto. All of those three guys were also in health and safety protocols. So for the Sixers, their starters alongside Joel Embiid were Seth Curry, Tobias Harris, Tyrese Maxey, and Matisse Thybul. And look, Joel Embiid got off to a hot start for the Sixers. Eight points, three of three in just two minutes, and then a Sixers drought just hits and they struggled to score but Joel just kept this team moving and going in this first quarter he scored 12 of the Sixers first 17 points started out five of seven from the floor and at one point you're looking at the stat sheet and you're seeing the rest of the Sixers just shoot three of ten from the floor so once again Joel keeping the Sixers in this one early hey one of the newest Sixers Tyler Johnson knocked one down early in the first quarter I'm curious for those listening if you have seen enough from Tyler Johnson already to think that he warrants getting more than just this 10-day hardship exception. Let me know what you think about Tyler Johnson. At one point, there was a lineup in there of Johnson, Isaiah Joe, Furkan Korkmaz, George Niang, and and Bassey. So that just goes to show you what the NBA is looking like right now. I mean, the Sixers are not the only team, far from it, that are dealing with guys and health and safety protocols and funky lineups. But hey, I think maybe the best part... For me of that first quarter besides Joel Embiid was welcoming back Furkan Korkmaz to the net. He was finally able to break the slump. Furkan Korkmaz hits one and it just felt good. We'll keep talking about him as the show goes on because he finally started to break out of that slump where he was on a 2 of 25 stretch. But look, after one, the Sixers still trailed 31 to 25. In the second quarter, Korkmaz, he comes out and he rebounds his own miss, hits his second shot. So he hits another three-pointer. He hits two threes, and that's him on his way to eight points in that second quarter alone. And he only played like four and a half minutes in that one. So him being effective was great to see. And George Niang also knocking down shots after not having seen him since he's been out in health and safety protocols since December 13th. Great to see him get going. The second quarter was really just a battle of this team's going back and forth at the beginning. 
exchanging ties. Bertans was hot for Washington. He kept hitting. But at one point, the Sixers finally get to close the first half strong after getting absolutely destroyed in transition at one point. I mean, transition defense has been an issue all season long for the Sixers. But I will say this. It was a great close to the first half. Embiid was great. Harris looked really good. And defensively, Matisse Thibel was solid, really solid. He was just pestering Spencer Dinwiddie in that first half and really all game. Now, offensively, he didn't give much of anything, which we will get to later. But defensively, he was he was great. And Furk and, and George Niang both provided sparks off the bench. And Philly outscored Washington by 14 in that second quarter. So the Sixers led 63-55 to heading into the third. I mean, that's pretty good. Philadelphia outscoring Washington 38-24, to keeping in mind that they started that quarter uh, with a six-point deficit. So being able to flip that was pretty pretty big. And at the half, Joel Embiid had 18-4. and All right, third quarter rolls around and back-to-back threes for the Sixers start that one out. Wizards call a timeout. They just struggle to knock down shots in the third. Thibel just harassing Dinwiddie all night long. And suddenly you look in the Sixers up 19 midway through the third quarter. And you're starting to notice that Seth Curry has been dropping dimes all game long. Curry struggled in this one. We're going to talk about player grades in the third segment. Um, He did struggle to hit shots, didn't love the shot selection, but he was figuring out how to impact the the game in other ways. One of that was his passing. So definitely props to Curry there. And in the third quarter was when Joel Embiid surpassed that 7,000 points mark. So congrats to him again. You know, the Sixers and fans are just, so lucky to have him in the city of Philadelphia. And he he has that, and he follows that up with some Montrez Harrell drama and getting him tossed. So it was a solid third quarter all around. Sixers went on a 23-7 and run. You've got Tyler Johnson out there scoring buckets. And at the end of the day, I think that quarter was really one of the better quarters of basketball we've seen the Sixers play this season. So that was pretty encouraging. Let me tell you what else was encouraging. Joel Embiid's stat line through three quarters. 29 and 10 through three quarters. So Sixers up 20 after the third. And it's been a while since we've been able to say Sixers up 20 and you've still got a fourth quarter of action left. So just a a solid performance there. And the Sixers for the most part kept it rolling in the fourth. I would have just loved to have seen Joel Embiid get more rest in the fourth, but he did have to check back in after the Sixers' lead was cut to 13. You know, maybe not a huge deal, but I would have loved to have been able to see him rest even more. Um, Thibel continued to defend, had a big steal, got it to Seth Curry for a big three. Curry still dropping dimes in the fourth. And look, just a just a solid performance on this one. As I said, the most important thing to me that happened for the Sixers in the fourth quarter was the Sixers emptying the bench. I mean, honestly, when's the last time we could say that in a game where the Sixers were up? They emptied the bench. That's a great sign. And some of these other guys 
had some a few good moments, right? Like Jaden Springer had a big block. Miles Powell came back and drained a triple for his first NBA point. So, so that was great. And the Sixers beat the Wizards 117 to 96. And Joel Embiid had the 68th 30 and 10 game of his career. So big props to him on that one. All right, coming up, we've got player grades. But first, let me tell you, about Built Bar. You've heard me talk about it for a reason because they are delicious and nutritious. So this holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar or even better than a candy bar, some might say. That is Built Bar filled with so much goodness, rich with decadent flavor, covered in chocolate, but amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat and high in protein, you get the best of both worlds, delicious and healthy. There are so many people out there that are so passionate about their favorite flavor of Bilt Bar, but look, here's my theory at the end of the day, is they are all great, and if you just get sick of one, just try another one. Like right now, I'm kind of feeling the fruity, so I've got this raspberry one that's pretty good. And last week, I was feeling the cookie dough, which I just absolutely love, but sometimes I get sick of them and want a new flavor. And that's why Built Bar is great, because they've got a million flavors. So try them out. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. So the Sixers move up to sixth in the Eastern Conference. They are now back over 500, yes, at 17 and 16. And let's get into some player grades for the game. We will start with our star, our A-plus of the night, Joel Embiid. I mean, just once again, another ridiculous line, 36 points on 12 of 17 shooting. He got to the free throw line 11 times, was 10 of 11, had 13 rebounds, and just played well for the Sixers from start to finish in this one. Obviously had a big milestone that we talked with you guys about. Also showed that mental side of the game, his mental strength, getting Harold tossed out of this one. Just an overall great performance from Joel Embiid. And let's go back to what we talked about at the top of the show. Props to Tobias Harris in this one. I really thought that we saw the Tobias that, you know, we've kind of been waiting for the past couple of weeks and And look, I don't know if he has still been affected by COVID the past couple of weeks. Um, Certainly within the realm of possibility. All I know is he played really, really well against Washington. Finished with 23 points on 10 of 16 shooting with 7 rebounds. And he even got in some action with Seth Curry that I liked in that game. So we'll see if he can continue that trend moving forward this week. We sure know that the Sixers could use him in a big way on the road in these games. All right, let's move down to Matisse Thibel. So here's here's the hard part with grading Matisse is that you have to take into consideration what his strength is and what his weakness is. And this evening, you know, he was an A in his strength and he was, I I don't know, I guess a, a D in his weakness, right? His strength is his defense and he played great defense on Spencer Dinwiddie. You love that he was able to frustrate him. But then offensively, he only took one shot and that... 
that's tough. That's tough. Um, you just want to see him be a little bit more aggressive offensively so that when he is in the game, that defenses aren't completely sagging off of him. And we did see that happen. But he also makes up for it with his defense on the other end. So that's kind of the catch-22 with him there. So I gave him a B, B- for that one, in large part because of the goose egg um, in, in the points. But he finished, let's see, with... Two steals, a block, and Spencer Dinwiddie finished with 17 uh, in this one. Okay, moving on to Tyrese Maxey, who had 13 points, four assists. I did love that he had zero turnovers. Look, he he's going to play differently, as we've discussed, with Joel Embiid in the lineup and when he's not. And I thought that he played well with Joel in the lineup, kind of as good as as we could have expected of him to play with Joel. So, look, this is not going to be a game that stands out on paper, but I thought he had a solid performance. And keep in mind that, again, him dealing with his home burning down over the weekend throughout the holidays, that is tough for, for him to mentally be able to focus on the game, and he was able to come out and do that. So props to him. I gave him a B, B- for this one. Seth Curry, also a B-. minus. I love that he had nine assists in this one. I thought his shot selection was was meh. I thought it was I thought it was all right. But look, whenever a guy, as you've heard me talk about with Tobias as well, um, passes up a wide open three pointer to dribble in the paint for a long two and misses, it always it always uh gets under my skin a little bit. So didn't love the shot selection from Seth Curry tonight. Going down the roster, Furcon. I have been waiting to give him a solid player grade. B-plus for Furcon. He had 14 points in 14 minutes, and he was 5 of 9. At the end of the day, everybody has been waiting for him to get out of the slump. Great to see him finally get out of it. George Niang and his game back, first game back from uh, being out with health and safety protocols, he had six points and he hit some he hit some good shots. So I'd give him give him a B. And then Tyler Johnson, again, I'm so curious from the fans' perspective if you would love for the Sixers to figure out a way to keep him for more than just this 10-day hardship. I thought he came in and hit some big shots. He was uh, two of four with five points. And look, I mean, he's just he's a vet. He does vet things. He's been around the league and. I think he's impressed. I think he's done a good job with not knowing what the Sixers run and just coming in and playing ball. Obviously, a lot of other guys on the bench got minutes tonight when the Sixers were up big. So, you know, some good things out of them. Love to see Miles Powell get his first NBA points on the docket. That's always fun. Um, something I forgot to mention, Furkan Korkmaz postgame said that he knew today was going to be the day for him to break out of a slump. You know why? He said because he's been meditating a lot lately. I wonder if he's gotten that from Tobias Harris because he's been known to meditate quite a bit. Well, Furk, I'm sure everybody hopes that you can keep up the shooting when the Sixers play Toronto on Tuesday, followed by the Nets on Thursday. Well, thanks for making Locked On Sixers your first listen every day. How about you make Locked On Bets your second listen? We'll see you next time.